0: Welcome to Manifest Your Happiest Life podcast, the place where magic and manifestation meet that combines woo-woo that works with timeless wisdom, powerful new paradigms, plus actionable strategies that you can implement right away to manifest a life that reflects who you truly are when you take your spiritual practices and wisdom off your mat into every part of your life. We're Mary and Gary, and today we're exploring how we keep lugging the baggage of our past with us into the future and some simple ways that you can shift that so that you can start to create a future without the energy of the past. So welcome, Gaz.
1: Hello again. Uh, Welcome. It's good to be back.
0: So our lives are made up of experiences, things that happen, interactions with people, things that go well, things that don't go so well the way we want them to, whatever it might be. But life is a series of experiences. And what determines really whether our future is just a reflection and a repeat of our past is not whether we're having experiences, but if we become those experiences, And it's such a key distinction because when we become an experience, it means that we have formed our identity, our sense of self. We've created a whole um, ongoing story about us and that experience that we keep repeating. And not only does that continue to create an internal dialogue and a view of the world, of course, it also generates an energy field that we're trying then to create something different through. Mm. So, what we're going to explore really today is how to not become the experience, so that you can live without that past, colouring and infusing and restricting the future that you're creating.
1: Mm. It is again one another fascinating. Uh, discussion that we can have right here, because um, experienced meditators actually are they're able to um, not become the experience the way that they have trained themselves is to uh, to not keep reliving it via their thinking or trying to create and expand, try to come up with extended meaning in fact i think that is really one of the keys is not coming up with meaning and and then you get that meaning and then you curious and then you question the meaning and then you try to make more meaning out of it and in this understanding of the meaning you're becoming the experience mm-hmm. And so as you're becoming that experience, it's becoming a part of yourself manifesting memories, the memories that you generally don't want. Mm. And then that is creating a reality that you live through that you also don't want. Mm. And, yeah, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because meaning is such a, um, a key
0: part of how we make sense of experience. And I... You know, I don't actually think as humans we can not make meaning to some degree. Mm, mm. So then the, the magic happens when we become very intentional and deliberate about the meaning we make, the meanings we attribute to the experiences and what we decide to take on and what we don't. And I remember, you know, this was such a clear moment for me back um, 30-odd years ago when my first marriage ended and at the time I was going through the divorce and I was working in an organisation where a lot of the other women had also been divorced and a lot of conversation from them was around, oh, you know, yeah, men, you can't trust them, they're all bastards, you know, there are no good ones out there. That was was kind of the the narrative that they had and there was possibly some good reason for that, you know, in, in their past but they'd really allowed themselves to become defined by the experience of the divorce that they'd had. Mm. And they were all really lovely women, and this part of their life was really coloured and restricted because of the stories they continued to tell themselves, the meaning they continued to attribute to that past Mm. And I remember one day we were all sitting around having a coffee and I suddenly thought, no, I'm not going down this path. That's not the meaning I'm going to attribute. I'm My decision in that moment was so clear and it was that this relationship hasn't worked the way that I expected it to and it doesn't mean that other relationships won't there will be more relationships. There will be things that work. This was just something that hasn't worked out the way that I thought. Mm. And what that allowed me to do, well, obviously to meet you.
1: Oh, well, that's been very good thing. There you go.
0: Twenty years, five or six years later. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but it also meant that when I then started to look to create a new relationship, it was a very clear field for me. I wasn't creating that new relationship, bringing all the burden and the pain and the hurt and the disappointment and the lack of trust and all all the stuff that happens when relationships end, I didn't carry that into the future. Mm. And so it allowed a clear space for creation to be possible. So I had the experience of the pain and the divorce and all of that, but I didn't become it. I didn't allow it to shape my identity. I didn't allow it to shape my beliefs about what was possible or who I was or who else was out there. And that really is the key that allows us to create something new rather than a variation of the past.
1: It is indeed a way in which the story is, or the narrative, of, as you were saying, that that story that we keep generating if it sits in the background if there's no awareness of it so if mm-hmm. if you had just accepted what those other women had said then that would have become your story which so many times happens that you accept what others say without any awareness or without any reflection of hang on is that really even what i want is that how i want my life to be we just many times we'll accept someone else's story because we also just want to fit in and want to be their friends or want to be part of the group. And it's only upon awareness and reflection upon, is that really what I want? Is that the story that I want to narrate the rest of my life? And a lot of times it isn't. And if if the way that you're becoming the experience by telling and telling and telling the story and over and over and over again in your mind that they're bad, this is bad, I'm bad, blah, blah, blah. I
0: can't, I have to, I can never. All of those things are based on experiences we've had, their decisions. Mm. So I think that's that's such a key, isn't it? With Mm. the awareness, Mm. we can reflect back on the past and on experiences that we've had that perhaps we have allowed to shape us in whatever way. And in the present moment, with a new awareness of that having been the default that happened, we can choose something different. We can change the narrative. We can recognise where that default story and that attachment to that experience came from, and we can say, but that's not who I am now. That's not who I choose to be now, remember, we've talked in one of the other episodes about the the universal question. You know, who do I choose to know myself to be? Mm. I could have chosen to know myself to be someone who was a woman who was hurt and who was abandoned, or you know, I could have made up some whole story mm. based on some of the experiences and continued to live as that. But I chose to know myself as someone who. Wasn't that who was independent, who was strong, who was able to move forward and create something different? So it doesn't really matter if you're thinking, "Well, that's all very well." You know, I didn't, I've, I've, I've had experiences, and I didn't know this, and so you know, yeah, they are still following me along like a bad smell. In this moment, you have the power with awareness to recognize that and ask yourself the magic question, which is, "Now what?"
1: Hmm.
0: Who do I choose to know myself to be in this moment? And it's so um, interesting because as we've explored this whole idea of having experiences versus becoming experiences over the years with our workshops and in the community, and we have people say that they almost don't remember some of the things from their past anymore. Once they've detached themselves, once they've, it's almost like you would pull the energetic power source out of that old story and it's no longer you the you that had that experience is not the you here now and so yes you might remember it's there but it's almost as though it's happened to someone else
1: exactly and it look it is part of what the brain does the brain loves to be predictive it likes to base everything for your future based on the past because it wants to predict what you've already done to manifest the future And so it is such a key of basically you you are interrupting really Mm. the the story of your past, which has been created maybe from a lot of things that you don't want and with some things that you do want as well, but you're interrupting that story and going, no, I'm writing a whole new script. Mm -hmm. And the more that you write the script of your own decision and from your own decision... And from that sense of self and that sense of love of self, then you can then tell your brain, hang on, that's not the script I want anymore. It's this one. And then when you tell it enough, it's like the self-love minute, which that we've done in another episode, which I highly recommend you go and watch. But it's when you... Um, start telling your brain enough times this there's a new kid in town this is how i want to play then it will go oh this is the new predictive text i want to read from you know chat btt or whatever it is (laughs) i'm not very technical that's my story (laughs) (laughs) BTT it's a new one I'm just creating it myself anyway (laughs) you start creating a new story for yourself and that generates new possibilities and then you're no longer as you were saying living from your past Mm. you're living from a now and a future of your deciding of your creation Mm.
0: and that's lovely you know reminding us about Ida that we've talked about in one of the previous episodes Mm. Ida is interrupt. Decide and act. Hmm. So we interrupt that old story of the past experience, the interpretation of it, the meaning, the feelings, and we decide how do we want to look at that instead? How do we want to feel about it? How do we want to see it? What are the new, what's the new, you know, if something had happened a long time ago, typically now you would look back at it and you would look at it through different eyes with different awarenesses because you've learned and grown and changed. So you can decide to see it differently and then you act as that different awareness. You bring that new awareness of you by changing the story, by catching it every time Mm. and and shifting it. And it's, you know, it's a practice and the more we do it, the more natural and um, the more we're replacing that old energy and that old story and that past Mm. self-identified with it, with the new self. And it's, again, where, you know, we've talked about the true self and the taught self and snakes and ladders in one of the earlier episodes. The taught self, the past self, is very much identified with those old experiences. And so every time we think of those, it's really a slippery snake that takes us back down to the past. In contrast, the true self, the self we're choosing to be in every moment is our way forward. So one of the things that you can play with when you're wanting to counteract the old taught self narrative is to find what we call ladder proof Mm. and ladder proof is where you look back at that experience or you look back at times in your life and you look for proof that is contrary to the old taught self story. You look for proof that you as your true self, as the wholeness that you are, was also there because if you've moved through a challenging, painful, difficult time and you're still here, then your true self is what's moved you forward. It's your true self and your wholeness that was there also in that moment as well as all the pain and the upset and the um, the hurt. Your true self was there at the same time because that's the you that moved forward. Mm-hmm. So the latter proof is when you in some ways um, you interrogate that past story. You interrogate those past experiences through the lens of looking for ways to contradict the old taught self story and find examples and proof and the feeling and the knowing of the you that was also there.
1: I think the beauty of that is is that you're you're always interpreting you're always interpreting your experiences and your memories and so on but what you're just sharing is that to interpret with awareness so you're creating a different space for you to exist within and in that way you create a different story for for yourself in the in the future and so that interpretation you make it work for you Mm. rather than against you
0: Mm. that's what ladder proof does ladder proof proof is the is the interpretation the examples the knowing that is contrary to what we would think of as snake proof or we can you know we can all find lots of snake proof Mm. why things haven't worked and why we've done the wrong thing all of that yeah 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 and when we actually look through different eyes we'll also find the ladder proof of the true self that was there, of the self in those experiences that was strong, that was resilient, that was clear, that was insightful, that got you to where you are now. Mm. So start creating ladder proof as a way to move out of old experiences that you identified with so you can move into a future, so you can live without the past, keep the bits that work for you, keep the bits that allow you. To shine brightly, to take all that your wisdom and beauty into all parts of your life and ditch anything that isn't a match for that.